0: C3 Church Wellington AMA, Ask Me Anything, the series where we tackle the tough questions, we ask the simple questions, and we explore the questions most people think but may not want to ask aloud. My name is Ray Heron, asking the questions, and joining me is Pastor Steve Hinton. Yes, here we go, another episode of AMA, let's do it. Back in your lounge, nice warm lounge it is too. How good is Daylight saving? just by the way?
1: It's great unless you're trying to get five kids to sleep, then then there's a bit of a challenge.
0: why do we have to go to bed now?
1: It's still light. (laughs) What you want is really thick, thermal-backed curtains that (laughs) block out the sun. But yeah, no, loving it, loving the sunshine, loving the longer days. It's barbecue season, Ray. It is, and I'm looking forward to get my barbecue out when we shift to the new house. Another story. Steve,
0: question for you. Why are Christians such big hypocrites?
1: Woo, that's a doozy, isn't it? That's a doozy. Why are Christians... Hashtag clickbait. (laughs) Bait, yeah. Yeah, clickbait. And uh, shout out to the last two episodes, uh, episode seven and episode eight. We've had quite a lot of great feedback and uh, a lot of traction with those. So thank you for those that are uh, tuning in and listening. Keep we'd the lo- feedback coming. Yeah, we'd love your feedback and and please get your questions into us. We'll come back to that at the end of this episode. But let's get back to the question at hand. Why are Christians such big hypocrites? And I, you know, I've heard this on my in my journey as um, as a believer, uh, and it's been an objection that I've heard. Believer, not believer. <laughs> well, maybe both, man. Maybe both. Not going even near the Beebs. Can, can, can I be vulnerable with you, Ray? The Beebs. You a fan of the Beebs? Oh, here's his moments. Anyway, <laughs> back, back to the question. Back to the question. And so, look, here's the thing. I've heard this objection, or this question, or this stance from people. You know, and um, there's always a level of truth to it, right? And that is this: that you know, church or Christianity. I'm turned off because I've seen so much hypocrisy in people that profess to be Christians. They've said that they they're a Christian, and then I've seen them do that, or I've heard them say that, uh, and that action or those words are incongruent with what you say you believe. Incongruent. Big words tonight, Ray. Here's a word. Here's where the rubber hits the road. That's true. (laughs) That's absolutely true. And uh, but it's true. But it's a half-truth, and we'll get to that as we go through this episode. The truth is that there's hypocrisy in Christianity and in Christians' lives, yes. Uh, Ray, there's hypocrisy in my life. Really? And it's time for you to confess something, Ray. Hypocrisy in my life? This is a safe place. So I say it with a rising inflection? You have to stand up and say, my name is Ray, and I've, you know... I have a problem. Look, hypocrisy, and this is my... Simplest definition of hypocrisy, it's pretending or to be a pretender. So this is the real you, and then this is some fake version of you uh, that you're, pre- you're pretending to be something that you're not, and that's where you find hip- hypocrisy, the, the the gap between who you really are and who you say you are. So the simplest definition of hypocrisy is a pretender. A pretender. What if I say I'm not like the others? Well, this is the point, right? So you're not like the others. You're an original man. You're, you're God broke the mold after He made you, and uh, uh, you know I know that broke a million girls' hearts just then. But
0: I've got to stop. Sorry, I'm re- I'm trying my hardest to derail this podcast.
1: <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> you're getting way too comfortable in this, and so and so there is a truth to the to the statement because hypocrisy is not a Christian issue; it's a humanity issue. But w- we'll get to the that but let's just talk to the christian issue i think that this this idea of hypocrisy in christianity stems from a misbelief that christianity is a moral belief code it's a list of do's and don'ts it's a checklist of behavioral behavioral patterns that we that we either nail like an attestant at school you either it or you fail it or you might get an A plus and someone else gets a C. When you're in school and you get the A plus and you look over in the same test and someone else got a C, you kind of you, you do an immediate kind of judgment or you you put yourself up against them and you think, man, didn't I do good? Look how good I did. I got an A plus and Ray only got a C I'm so much better than Ray. It was a tough test though, man. That's right. But buddy, I, I, I nailed it. I went to church on Sunday. I gave money into the plate. I sung the songs. I lifted my hands. I was talking to people at the end. I helped an old lady across the street. I didn't swear this week or drink more than one alcoholic drink in one sitting. And I didn't watch any R16 movies. I A-plussed this week, buddy. And that is the idea of Christianity <laughs> being this moral belief code. I didn't, I, I should have added in that I read my Bible every day and I prayed every morning. And Anyway, but you get the idea, a checklist. And so people that live by checklist Christianity, they're living by religion. They, uh, these, this is the kind of thing that Jesus came to save us from. In fact, it was the religious elite of Jesus's day that actually had a problem with Jesus because they were living by the list. And Jesus came in and tore the list up and said, nah, it's about your heart and it's about relationship. And they didn't like it. Because they were the A-plus crew. They were the A-plus crew, and they were a A plusing religion, like a boss. And Jesus comes in, tears up the list and says, nuh I'm abolishing that. I'm sending a new covenant. Love God and love others as yourself. And Jesus came and just did that, and uh, they did not like it. In fact, it was religion that crucified Jesus in the end. And so we need to continually push against this idea that if you're a Christian, you think you're, that you're better than everyone else because you keep some list. That means that your salvation is predicated on your ability to be good. And the gospel says that no one is good, but Jesus came in our place because we could not be good. We could not be perfect. So Jesus came and lived that perfect life, 33 years. He walked this earth and he did not sin. Some evidence to the not sinning is that his brother, James, who grew up with this, grew up with Jesus in the same home, ended up after Jesus was dead, buried and rose again, James became a devout follower of his brother, confessed his brother to be Lord and ended up giving his life as a martyr because he would not recant that his brother was Lord and Saviour and God. Now, if you live with someone for 33 years, you're going to see an opportunity for sin. You're going to see an opportunity for, Mum, he hit me. You know, you're going to see an opportunity for, you know, for. but James said, no, he was, he was God. So Jesus lived the perfect life because we could not and died in our place or our sin and our shortcomings and our failings on the cross paid the penalty that was due us and and so we are we are Christians not because we keep a moral code we're not Christians because we can be perfect we're Christians because we're not perfect and Jesus was perfect and so the very leveler of everything is that we all need grace because we're all hypocrites we all we all need Jesus I'm preaching tonight aren't I just a little bit so are you saying to me that at the age of
0: five when mary says jesus can you do the washing up jesus did the washing up without going
1: oh mom well apparently right like apparently like and this is uh, and this is this is the the point and so sort of coming back to topic so there are two things here there is a misunderstanding of what a christian is and so so people that associate around christians hold hold people that profess to be christians to a religious standard because they've assumed or they've been conditioned to believe that that's what it is to be a Christian, and so they hold people to a standard. But then also Christians uh, can try and do it themselves and live this checklist life, and then hold other people to their standard. And so it goes both ways, and you create this sense of you know frustration around this hypocrisy. Because here's the key, man: Moses, God gave Moses ten commandments, and not one person can keep those ten commandments, let alone the six hundred odd. I think six hundred and thirty-three or something like that. Additional laws that God gave the Israelites back in the Old Testament. But the ten, you can't even keep the ten. This is the point: we can't keep the ten. No one can. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we need yours. We need His grace. And so, that's the first. The first thing is that we need to. We need a bit of grace around this. We need grace for each other. And yes, here's the truth: we're all hypocrites. We all have a level of pretending. Can I talk to culture around this? because as I said, it's a human condition. And that is this, man, that there is such a pressure for people to fit in. And fitting in is twisting yourself like a human pretzel so that people would accept you. And so what you, what we do as human beings is we think they're not going to accept the real me because we're conditioned to believe what culture does and doesn't accept, right? And so we twist and contort our lives and who we are into these sorts of shapes and we chameleon our way through life hoping that people will accept us. And that's the, another level of pretending that we all can do and be guilty of and one of the things I love about the church and one of the things we fight for in C3 Church Wellington is this place where you can be real that we don't have to pretend what we're hoping for is that who you really are is as close to the skin as possible that it's not buried down deep in you and you're having to feel like you're going to put your best foot forward that if I was real with my struggles people aren't going to accept me no that's that's rubbish man we all have struggles. We, we all, you know, Jesus said that nothing has overcome you that isn't common to man. Like we actually, the de- in other words, we all struggle with the same stuff, bro. Yet we all think that we're the only ones. We all feel a sense of shame around that. And so we put on this, I got it all together facade and we want to help de-mask people. And I love how Paul says that God, you are glorified in my weakness, for where I am weak, you are strong. In other words, when, I'm, when I can't do it and I need to lean into you, you become that strength for me, and then you get the glory because I'm having to say, you know what, I couldn't, but God did it. And so all of a sudden, I'm pointing to the goodness of God. And and so Paul's remark to that is, therefore, I will boast all the more in my weakness. I'm going to boast in it. Isn't that so countercultural? That <laughs> you would- that you would think that, hey, you know what? I'm really struggling with, you know, I'm oh man, like I'm, like, yeah, like people have real struggles, man. And I would like to think that church is the place that you can come in and go, you know what? In this church community, I can, I can find relationship and connection and community, and I can, I can share some of my struggles and be encouraged that I'm not the only one. But we're going to get through this together, and um, and and see victory come into our lives, and so. I would, like to, I would like to think that uh, whilst we are all have a level of hypocrisy, that we're walking towards authenticity. Because I think that's the, uh, if you're looking at continu- a continuum approach for me, and I love to see things in continuums, on one end you've got hypocrisy and pretending, on the other, one, other end you've got authenticity and you being you. And we would, I'd love to see that journey of people moving towards authenticity. And so that's my hope for us as a church. And that's my hope for everyone. Is that we don't have to act like we've got it all together. We don't. That's not the point. Jesus isn't after perfection. God's not after perfection. He's after devotion. It's a big difference. And so, I love how it says in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. You can through Jesus because of what He did for us. We can come boldly with courage and confidence to the throne of grace, unmerited favor. In times of need, isn't that crazy? when you really need it, like you've fallen over, you've stuffed up, you've made a blue, you've, 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 you've failed, you've, you've dropped the ball, you've dropped your lolly, you've done whatever. In that place, you can come with courage and confidence to Jesus who is gracious and he will bestow grace and a merit of favor upon you because he has already paid the price. He's already paid for the mistake and he just wants to reestablish you. And get you on your feet again, and say, "Come on, come on, you can do it. Let's go for it." So you don't have to hide. This is really the crux of humanity. Sin causes us to hide from God. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when they made their choice to disobey God, the outcome was they hid from God. And God is calling us out of hiding, because Jesus has paid it and done it, so that we can. So, man, my hope is that we're have that grace for everybody because we need it. Like it's one. Um, we're all, I'm almost done. Lots of things are just coming to me as I talk. I'm almost done. I'm almost. Done. <laughs> I'm almost done. But there's a story in the Bible about forgiveness. And another story. There's lots of stories. Not, not, this, not the main one. There's there's lots. There's a story. There's a, Jesus tells a parable. A story. A word picture. I love how Jesus told stories about this man that owed a great a, a great debt to the king and the king we're talking three goats and some frankincense yeah maybe a little bit of myrrh. and uh he brought he came before the king and the king pardoned him he said i'm i'm gonna pardon your your debt to me your debt is wiped go and enjoy yourself and so this man and it was a great debt a debt that he couldn't he would have never been able to repay this guy goes back to his home and the servant owed him a debt a small debt And he said to him, you pay me this debt now or else I'm going to have you thrown in jail and your family taken. you know, I'm just going to, you know, and he did not, he did not pay. He did not, he received forgiveness, but he would not give forgiveness.
0: He didn't do unto others. Yeah,
1: man. And like, so for me, it's like grace, man, we, we don't need to be Christians hanging by the threads of grace with machine guns, shooting other people, thinking that we're better than anyone else. We don't need to be those kinds of people. And t- there have been too many examples of that. If we get what Jesus has done for us, then, and what we've received through him, we have no boast but to boast in him. Not in ourselves, not in our merits, but in him alone. And that would endear us to extend that grace to others. And so we stop being judgy, judgy, and we become a bit more gracie, gracie, and that's the direction we need to be tracking. So I hope this has kind of answered the question. Uh, It's a good one, uh, and I I really appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, if you've got a question, you, the
0: listener, yes, I'm talking to you. No, 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 put your headphones back in. I'm talking to you. If you've got a question, get it through to us on the Facebook, the social media, facebook.com forward slash C3 churchwellington You can track us down on the website c3churchwellington.nz or any other social media pipe that you see fit whether it be Instagram or wherever else you can find us if you've got a question get it through to us if you want to do it ask it anonymously that's perfectly fine and we will put that question to Pastor Steve Hinton or if there is in fact someone that is more suited to ask that question we may have a ring in yeah we may you never know we might even get some guests on here it'd be great This is the series where we tackle the tough questions, we ask the simple questions, and we explore the questions most people may think but may not want to ask aloud. C3 Church Wellington, AMA, Ask Me Anything. Thank you very much, Pastor Steve.
1: Always a pleasure, man.